0: You're listening to The Preaching Podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Jeremiah 31 is where we're going. We started last week, and I don't know that I've ever started a lesson and gotten so little uh, made so little progress on that lesson as we did last Wednesday. Uh, but I hope it was a blessing. I just, I got fired up last week uh, just thinking about God's grace. Remember we talked about in the wilderness, God can show up and God can give you grace and uh, God can help you no matter where you are. And then we kind of got held up on this subject and it's a good subject to get held up on. We got to talking about the loving kindness of God. And that's exactly how it sounds. It's God loving us and it's God showing us his kindness and God showing us goodness and mercy that we do not deserve, but I'm glad God gives it anyway. Notice with me, if you would, in Jeremiah 31, it says in verse number, uh, we'll start in verse number one again. At the same time, saith the Lord, will I be the God of all the families of Israel and they shall be my people. Thus saith the Lord, the people which were left of the sword found grace in the wilderness, even Israel, when I went to cause him to rest. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore with kindness have I drawn thee. Again I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel, and thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make mary thou shalt plant vines upon the mountains of samaria the planters shall plant and shall eat them as common things lord i pray you'd speak to our hearts and give us what we need from the bible study tonight i pray for our children's ministries i think i pray for our teen ministry i pray for all of our nursery workers tonight i thank you for our sound men and those running the video i thank you for those in the radio room I thank you for our musicians tonight and what a blessing they were to uh, the music and the, the time that we were able to worship you through song. But Lord, I pray now as we look at your word that you would speak to us, give us what we need. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hold your place in Jeremiah 31 and would you turn with me back to the book of Psalms. Let's look at Psalm 48. We were going last week through some verses specifically in the psalms and these are verses that talk about the loving kindness and what the loving kindness of god means to us and what it does for us and the difference that it makes in our lives notice if you would psalm 48 and verse number nine it says we have thought of thy loving kindness O god in the midst of thy what temple You know, that's a good reason to come to church. That's a good reason to watch a service online. That's a good reason to listen to a church service on the radio. Because sometimes you get to church and you, you get involved in a church service and you just can't help but think about how good God has been in your life. God brings back to your mind the loving kindness of God at different points in your life. My wife and I, we've been talking recently. That's a good thing to do in a marriage, you know, every once in a while to talk to your spouse. Um, but we've been talking more than just recently, but recently we've been talking about this subject and that subject is that there have been things in our lives that we did not understand at the time. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's probably because we've been just, just, just reflecting back on the goodness of God here at the church and in our family and all those things But there are things that at the time did not make sense. At the time, you thought it was a bad thing. At the time, you thought this is a valley. I got to get out of this valley and uh, I, I must get out and God, please help me to escape. And then lo and behold, God turned that valley into a blessing. God turned that valley into a place where you experienced growth, you experienced blessing, Uh, your family got closer, your marriage got closer, you got closer with your kids, It seemed like God was able to teach you and show you. And now you look back at that experience and you say, wow, I am so glad I went through that. And at the time you were trying to get out of it, But can I tell you, sometimes you get in the house of God and you get in church and God brings back to your mind. It says, we have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. That's a good place to think about God's goodness. Turn with me to Psalm 51. Psalm 51, I want you to see uh, verse number one. This is David's psalm of confession. This is his prayer of getting right with God after the sin with Bathsheba. And it says in Psalm 51, verse 1, "...have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy lovingkindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, cleanse me from my sin." We see that it's God's loving kindness that extends to us mercy, it extends to us forgiveness, It allows us to be clean. It allows us to be whole. It lets us get back in fellowship with God. Aren't you glad for the loving kindness of God? Psalm 63. This verse is going to knock your socks off. So make sure your, your shoes are tied tight because this verse right here is going to blow you away. Notice what it says in Psalm 63. Oh God, verse one, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. David says, Lord, I've got to have you. I'm hungry and I'm thirsty and I've got to experience your your presence in my life. And God, I beg of you, please uh, pour out your presence and pour out your blessings. And verse two, he says, I want to see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee In the sanctuary here we go again the church David says God I've seen you do some things in the temple I've seen you pour out your your power and your glory and I I have seen your greatness and I've seen uh, your holiness and I've seen uh, how good you are in the sanctuary and he said God I want to see it again I want you to do it again in my life and then he says in verse number three because thy loving kindness is better than what? Thy loving kindness, David said to God, is better than life. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, yeah, of course it is. You know, life's so hard and life's so whatever. Well, if that's what you're experiencing and that's the way you think life is, then I can understand why you're not impressed. But can I tell you, I love, I love life. I love serving God, I love my family, Uh, I love the opportunity I have every day to to get up and to do something. And and can I tell you, life is a blessing. Every day is a gift from God and I hope we never take it for granted. Sometimes it takes some times like we've experienced here in these last few weeks to realize that God has blessed us with every single day that we have and we don't have a day to waste. Our time is short. But David said, your loving kindness, God, your goodness, your kindness, your mercy to me, your love is even better than life itself. He said, because of that, because your loving kindness is so incredible, he said, my lips are going to praise you. Thus will I bless thee while I live. He said, I will lift up my hands in thy name. He said, I've got to tell everybody how good you've been to me. I've got to tell everybody that your loving kindness is better than the best that this life has to offer. The best days, the best occasions, of the best of the best. He said, I'd rather have your loving kindness than anything that this life has to offer. I'm thankful for God's loving kindness. Let's go quickly. We, we need to skip a few or we'll never get through this. Psalm 103. Turn with me, please, to Psalm 103 and look at verse number four with me, please. It says in Psalm 103, verse four, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Don't ever forget what God saved you from. You say, well, I got saved when I was young and I really wasn't living in sin and I really didn't have a rough life. No, but you probably would have had God not saved you. And be thankful that God didn't have to save you after that, but God saved you before that, and he spared you from it. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, and who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles praise god for his loving kindness turn with me to psalm 119 psalm 119 and let's look at verse number 88 the bible says in psalm one nineteen eighty eight, 88 quicken me after thy loving kindness so shall i keep the testimony of thy mouth look at psalm one nineteen one fifty nine. 159 consider how i love thy precepts quicken me O oh Lord, according to thy loving kindness. We see in both those verses that David says, Lord, I need you to do something for me. I need you to do something to me. He says, God, uh, I'm dying. I'm dead. Uh, I, 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 feel like, I, I feel like I can't go on. And maybe for David, truly, it all was uh, emotionally or it was all spiritually. Maybe some of it was physically. Maybe David felt like, I can't go on. I can't take another step. I can't face another day. And David said, But I know just the thing God, if you would show me once again your loving kindness. I know that that would quicken me. I know that that would give me new life. I know that that would make me alive. And maybe tomorrow morning when you're going to work or tomorrow morning when you're uh, starting your day and maybe you're not feeling it, maybe you're tired, maybe you're worn out, maybe you're, you've got a lot on your mind, maybe the thing that you need and maybe the thing that I need is just to go back to God's loving kindness and say, God, would you allow that loving kindness uh, to give me, that, uh, give me that charge? Would you allow that loving kindness to give me the strength and the life I need for today? Look at one more, Psalm 138. Psalm 138 and verse number 2. I will worship toward thy holy temple. There it is again. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. You know where we learn of God's loving kindness? It's when we get in the book right here. And if if you say, like I think we talked about it last week, well, God hasn't been good to me. You're, well, I'll tell you, I think he has. I just think you're not seeing it. I think you just haven't opened your eyes. I think you're just not seeing the item in the cupboard that's right there. Anybody else can see. You just can't see it, or I can't see it. But when we get in this book right here, we will be amazed at just how good and how merciful God has been in our lives, His loving kindness. Notice with me, if you would, let's go back to Jeremiah 31. And I want you to look at verse number 4. Jeremiah 31, verse number 4. He says, again, I will build thee. This is God speaking to his people. I will build thee, and thou shalt be built, O virgin of Israel. Thou shalt again be adorned with thy tabrets, and shalt go forth in the dances of them that make merry. That promise in verse 4, God says, I will build you. Did you know that God is still in the building business? Aren't you glad for that? And you don't always see it, and I don't always see it, but it's going on. And if God's doing it, you can you can count on the fact that it's getting done right. We have in uh, behind our house, and I, I'm not sure I'm not sure who all knows uh, uh, what's going on with that, but I won't get into specifics. But behind our house, it's not ours, uh, but behind our house in the lot, there's a house that's being built, and uh, it's it's neat to drive by every day and just to see the progress and. From where we live, we can look out the back window and we can see. You know, it's an interesting thing uh, when a house is being built because, you know, the first thing they had to clear out some trees and different things. And then then the foundation. And you know what's amazing with that foundation is that takes time. Getting all the foundation, getting everything set. And there's times where you really don't see the building progress. But then it was, I guess it was a couple, maybe a week or two ago now, maybe two weeks ago. Um, Joanna told me, I came home for lunch one day and she said, you have got to look out the back window. And I looked out the back window and I thought, what happened? There was, there was nothing really much above the ground other than the foundation. Then all of the sudden it seemed like, it seemed like it was like you flip a switch and the walls are up and the roof is on that house. And all of a sudden, oh, you're seeing it now. You didn't see it all along. But then there came a time where it was like, whoa, this thing is happening. Then there was one day when I, uh, I was at work and I came home for lunch and Joanna just looked at me. She said, look out the back window. And I looked out the back window and I said, what in the world? They had just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know when they did it. They may have done it at night. I, I mean, but they, there were windows that every, all the windows were in the house and I didn't, we didn't even see it. And we're just thinking these guys are getting it done. Now, I will tell you this, God is in the building business. God wants to build you. Uh, God wants to shape you. God wants to shape me. God wants to build us in his word and God wants to build us in prayer and God wants to build us in our relationships and God wants to build us. But can I tell you, while that's going on, there is Satan, on the other hand. He's in a different business. He's in the business he wants to destroy. He wants to tear you down. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy your home. He wants to destroy and attack your mind. He wants to discourage you. He wants to depress you. He, makes, he wants you to think that everything you're doing for God is a waste of time. And he is in the destroying business. So we're watching this house going up. And during the day, this thing's getting built. And then at night, I'm sneaking over there and I'm thinking, boy, this is a good piece of wood here. I could use this and I'm tearing it down and I'm, no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. But can I tell you, that doesn't work when you've got God at work building, but then you're letting Satan come by and tear down everything good that God's trying to do. And can I tell you, Satan's powerful. And Satan's deceptive. And you and I are no match for Satan. And that's why every single day we got to get in this book and get on our knees and walk with God because God's trying to build something. And God is trying to get your life and my life into a position where it is pleasing, where it is profitable, where that building can be used for God's honor and for God's glory. Let God build. Let God do the work. Be Patient with God. Now, I've I've said this before. You know this. This is no secret. I'm not a builder. I'm not a carpenter. I am good at demolition. I've done a lot of that in my day. But if I were to go over to these builders over here on Midway, and I were to go over them and give them my two cents worth, and I were to go over this, oh, you guys don't know. Let me show you. Can I tell you, that would be the joke of the month right there. I don't know what I'm doing. But can I tell you, sometimes that's what we do with God. He's building, he's working, he's got a plan, he's got the blueprints, he's got it all figured out. And sometimes we try to tell God how to do it. Or we try to tell God how he's not doing it right. Just be patient with God. Trust God, let God do the building in your life. God's told his people, he said, I will build thee. He didn't say, I'm going to build the city again. He didn't say, I'm going to build the temple again. He didn't say, I'm going to build the walls again, although he allowed those things to happen. But he said, I'm working on you. Let me do the work that I want to do. And then notice the end of that verse. He says, as a result of God doing the building, as a result of God doing his work, they would make merry. I tell you, it's a wonderful, happy day. When you let God be God and you let God do the work in your life and the building in your life that He wants to do. Verse number five, thou shalt yet plant vines upon the mountains of Samaria. Of course, from those vines, there would come forth uh, fruit and there would come forth uh, plenty. It says, and they shall eat them as common things. There needs to be some planting. Can I tell you that in the Christian life, you and I, we need to do some planting? Uh, We need to do some gardening. And I'm not talking about uh, a garden out in your backyard. I'm talking about there ought to be some fruit in your life. There ought to be some fruit in my life. There ought to be some roots in our life. Uh, There ought to be uh, something about us that says, I just want to get planted. I want to get planted in the house of God. I want to get planted in the Word of God. I want to get planted in, in what God has for me. But let God do the work. And then as God does the work, just get planted and let God have his way verse number six for there shall be a day that the watchman upon the Mount Ephraim shall cry arise ye and let us go up to Zion can I tell you there shall be a day there was coming a day and for God's people when that day came that was a wonderful wonderful day because they were going to Zion but notice what else it says in verse six Let us go up to Zion unto the Lord our God. Can I tell you, there shall be a day, God's Word says, for His people. There's coming a day that the watchman would say, All right, everybody, it's time to get up. It's time to get ready. We're going to Zion because we're going to see the Lord. Can I tell you, it's time for God's people to get up You don't have to stand up right now. You can remain seated where you are. It's time for God's people to get up. It's time for God's people to get ready. And it's time for us to say, uh, I've wandered far away from God, but now I'm coming home. I'm getting back to God. I'm getting back to a walk with God. I'm getting back to my prayer life. Uh, I I think one of the greatest things that could have happened through a pandemic is that God's people would say... I need more Bible than I've ever needed. I need more prayer than I've ever needed. But I'm afraid some of God's people have only gotten more TV and more Facebook. And can I tell you, that's not going to help you like the Bible and prayer will. It's time to get back to God. There will come a day for us. And I hope today's the day for us to say it's time to get back to God. And then look at verse number seven. For thus saith the Lord. We'll have to stop here. For thus saith the Lord, sing with gladness for Jacob and shout among the chief of the nations, publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. We see that after God does the building and after we get planted in the the, the things of God and we get our roots down and we get established and then we get back to God and we say, I'm getting back to where God is. And then verse number seven, here's the result. There's going to be some singing. There's going to be some gladness. There's going to be some praising God. You're going to want to publish it. Uh, You're going to want to uh, share with others what God has done in your life. And sometimes we're quick to share the negative. That's human nature. Oh, you're not going to believe what happened to me. Wouldn't it be great if we were all the time sharing the blessings and all the time sharing the praises and the goodness of God And then it says in verse number seven, publish ye and praise ye and say, O Lord, save thy people, the remnant of Israel. That's praying. That's calling out to God. Wouldn't it be great if we would do a whole lot more praising and a whole lot more publishing and a whole lot more praying and calling out to God. The remnant, verse number seven, is the people that were left. The remnant... They may have seemed small. They may have seemed insignificant. The remnant, that small group, may have thought it was hopeless for them. But I want to tell you, little is much when God is in it. And when you get a hold of God, when I get a hold of God, there is no limit to what God can do. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburn.